Welcome to the Gosnells Live at Five podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm the founder here at Gosnells. I'm Will, I'm the head brewer here at Gosnells. I'm James, and I make the mead. This is our informal podcast, which we're spinning out from our Instagram live sessions. We do these every Friday live at five. And we'll be talking about honey, fermentation, and of course, what we're here for, the mead. We'll also be joined from time to time by some very special guests to talk about booze more generally. If you haven't already, guys, hit that subscribe button to our podcast, whatever medium you're on. Uh, leave us a review. Follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Gosnells Mead. Perfect. Should we get into it? Do it. Let's do it. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Bit of a change up in format tonight. We've got a new sexy table. Uh, but basically, well, we're changing the format, so we're going to be, Will and I, we're chatting through some different bits and bobs. Um, and then we'll be, you know, keeping this recording, putting out a bit of a podcast. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some exciting guests. How's your week been this week, Will? Yeah, it's been all right. Look, uh, it's getting busy. Uh, yeah. Weather's gotten a little bit worse for wear as well. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. So, it's one of those sort of, uh, one of those weeks. It's the highest Friday. Yeah, me too. Should we, we'll start off with that. Uh, should we crack open one of the beers to start with from Rocklet? Yeah. So we, were, we had Stacey from Rocklet in this week, which was really nice to meet him. Never met him before. Uh, he's a gypsy brewer who's worked with loads of really cool different breweries, most mostly Cloudwater recently. And we are trying, what are we trying today? Well, Chunk of Change. Chunk of Change, which is the session up yet. So 4.2%. Uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it, yeah. It's five o'clock now, so. Yeah, so we were talking to Stacey about our potential collab. He came up with the amazing name of Thamesmead. Yeah, I did which, see that, which, which is, is just, I'm kind of annoyed we just didn't already have that. It's one of those ones where it's like, it, it, it just, it's pretty obvious. I know, so for those of you who don't know, Thamesmead is an area of London, not very far away from where we are. Obviously, Thamesmead kind of lends itself to Yeah, that. it's just uh, frustrating. But oh well. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's been absolutely gopping wet today. Do you, do you use the phrase gopping wet? No, anyway. No, it's been soaking. I don't think anybody does. It's been absolutely soaking today. So um, we have been busy in the brewery, but a little bit damp. What do you think of this? This is delicious, actually. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't even start with it. I was going to lose it out. Yeah. As session IPAs go, it's a little bit isn't it? It's quite malty, I guess. Yeah. It's a little bit more malt forward than I was expecting. It is a little bit older than what you would want. Kind of what the package date is there. Yeah, so that's kind of the end of the start of this year. Yeah, so. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a drop off a little bit in the hops, but. Uh, but actually, to be honest with you, it's not bad. It's Dito's not bad. Mm. It hasn't really gone that car body, especially six months. And it's Friday, and that is well for me. That's delicious. It's just, I drink that. just, just what I needed. <clears throat> yeah. um, so, guys, uh, as we go through, if you've got any questions, do shout, and we will uh, endeavour to answer any questions. But uh, otherwise, finish this off. otherwise, we'll just finish off this bit, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, we're going to talk a bit about what we've been up to this week, and then we'll talk a little bit more about our small batch program, which we've just launched. Yeah, which is going quite well. Yeah. Um, now, now it comes to the business end where I have to start making stuff. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's exciting, isn't it? No, it's good starting off at like five litre batches and then going, okay, now I'm going to do two, three hundred and finding out what just doesn't work and just gave up. So, yeah. So, what else are we up to this week, Rob? Uh, so, this week, 
We did some brewing in house, so the boys have been pretty in the brewery. Um, what we made? Uh, we did hop this week. Ah. So we did a new batch of hops uh, going out, and we'll be packaging that next week. So we've got a big packaging run coming up in a couple of weeks uh, in the West Country, so we've just been building up the liquid to be sent out to be packaged. What else are we doing? Oh, we sent some stuff to Hawks for uh, Canon. Yeah, so we're doing a collab with Hawks, which is a cidery uh, just around the corner in Bermondsey, actually. So we did, um, we sent some liquid last month, which they're blending together with, oh, what is it? The Dabonet. Yeah, Dabonet. 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 And that is some funky tannic Dabonet. And this is, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so the second batch was going to count. So, really, so it's a bit of small batch. So, if you want to get your hands on that at home, that should be easier to do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they come out in cans. Yeah? Yeah, first. We've got the kind of size on? First size Yeah, I think so. I think so. I can't know if anyone else has done a size in the UK recently. There's a jack rat. Yeah, there was a jack rat. There was a jack rat. Right, like they cap, exactly. Which which was, that was tasting all right. I didn't get any chance to taste that. No, I think it wasn't, it wasn't a massive run, but yeah. Um, yeah, so guys, we're going to continue rambling, but do do jump us on, on the Instagram live and let us know if you've got any questions or if we're talking absolutely yeah, rubbish. Or you just want a day of time to do something. Yeah, I mean, within reason. <laughs> it is being recorded. James is just giving it back on, so, you know. Uh, there's days, isn't there? So at the moment, we're just tasting this... Uh, this rock leopard uh, chunk of change, which is such an IPA. It's absolutely delicious. Good to get us going on a, on a yeah. Friday night. Just oats or the leopards? Um, not sure. Yep, yeah, oats. It's got a pretty pretty decent mouthfeel. I quite like that. Yeah. Um, what else apart from work have you been doing this week, Will? Oh man, I've been killing it at the uh, the old home life. Um, it's good to hear. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things like. Uh, What's yeah, killing is that like? Surprising the missus coming home with uh, with things laid out and run a bath on a hard day, you know, movie style stuff. Exactly. You know, this is what people made. No idea. What are you doing? So I did some uh, sticky pork belly, but my girlfriend's vegetarian, so I did an alternative version as well, which was with uh, shiitake mushrooms. So it's like a honey soy glaze, corn flour on the... Uh, on the shiitakes, quick fry, and then just nice, simple, like garlic and... That sounds good. With rice or like what was that? Yeah, with rice and then sticky with a little bit of like spring onions over the top and some, um, what are these, sesame seeds. Yeah. But yeah, it's just nice getting the big walk out and doing all that and caramelizing some honey. Yeah, that's good. Um, just, I haven't um, cooked anything with honey this week. Oh, every day. I've seen lots of oh, this new Ottolenghi's flavour, the new cookbook, nice, yes, classic. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool because like, the, the flavour combinations in that are really diverse from like, picking up some Asian cuisine, some Middle Eastern stuff, some classic flavours, and just kind of meld them all together. Uh, so I did a big roasted cauliflower thing last night. It was really delicious. Um, yeah, so I've just got the iPad here just so we can keep on. Yeah, there's a question, there's a question there. Yeah. Um, what else? What else have we done this week? Are we drunk anything good this week? Not gonna have this week. What did we had we had some uh, some wild beers on the weekend. Oh, we did have some wild beers on the weekend. That was, that was, that was, that was a season for me. Oh, for me, I, I kind of the new cool shit. Yeah, cool that shit was pretty good. It's just always nice. Like I really like a good mixed fermentation beer. Um, but uh, but yeah, the other one was uh, the Tapache. It was pretty 
pretty yeah. cold. Yeah. Like, that was super pineapple. Like, yeah, so that's a, a pineapple beer, right? Or, so, no, it's like a just fermented pineapple, alcoholic pineapple drink. There's no malt in that. So, no, no, it's just, uh, I don't know how they made it. it. I don't know exactly how they made it. So, usually it's done with sugar and pineapple. We did one uh, not long ago with the uh, with honey and pineapple and did, like, a, a wild fermented departure. Yeah, Hex has got an article on the blog about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's a video up there as well. I didn't go through that program. I was at the ginger beer one. I don't know, we did quite a lot. We did these. quite a lot over lockdown, didn't we? We'll have to get back into but, it. But uh, yeah, that was really surprising. Like when we got a, the pineapple's a little bit more green, with this, the pineapple was just like super tropical and forward. But um, yeah, then I'm not bad, but I'm not Paul Rose, but I don't know. I don't know. Big Paul Rose, yeah. Which is good. I haven't done that in a while. I've been out for lunch. Big bit of beef. Like a big bit of. Yeah. Boozy lunch. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Anyway, so we get into some tasting and talk about a bit we more about the bottles on the table. Um, so we've got quite a range here. So tonight I thought we thought we'd talk about our small batch program. So if you haven't seen it on our, there's a link on our Insta um, and elsewhere for our crowdfunder. So we're launching this new program called Join the Hive. And that's where, where it's a new subscription service where we're going to bottle, uh, sorry, bottle? No, we're not going to bottle. We're going to can, idea. crucially, we're going to can a different mead each month and you can subscribe and you get four of those special needs and the idea is it kind of gives us a platform for experimentation and doing all the cool funky shit that we do in the brewery and putting it into can yeah it just gives us an ability to package something in, yeah. in, in an easier format as well and be able to do it in house and have a little bit more control and and you know get some of these like ultra weird batches out which i'm yeah, looking forward exactly. to That's you know cool. some of the some of the challenges as well like um look forward to figuring out how to nitro dose some things that's cool. So, yeah, the idea is, well, what, how, how big will the runs be? What, two, three hundred litres? Yeah, maximum three hundred litres. I think that's, that's all I really Yeah, so about a thousand counts. So, to be say, a thousand counts a month, something special. Once they're gone, they're gone. It's pretty exciting. And yeah. so we're going to taste through some of the kind of different bits, some of the stuff we put in bottle, some of the more experimental stuff that we've had to go at. Um, yeah, should we get into it? Let's go for it. So, let's start... Ooh. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start barrels first? Maybe start traditional. James, do you have a bottle opener? This is the crucial thing. We always forget a bottle opener, which is, or a, a sharp implement that we can skewer ourselves with on camera. Sorry about it, James. Oh, this, see, this is how you know you're a pro, is when you can just make it happen. All right, let's, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to wash my yeah, glass out again. Right I thought that would uh, that would do a bit better. But and by the way, just like tipping it on the floor, there is a drain back here. If you if you hit the drain, you hit the drain. Um, anyway, so this is our traditional meat. So when was this made? Well, what's the story behind it? So this was made in 2017. Ooh, 2017. 2017. Uh, and it was in barrel for two years. So this is a 12% uh, traditional uh, orange blossom. Why do you call it traditional? Well, uh, it's a traditional method. Pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's a classic style, right? So it's, yeah. I think when you're thinking of me, this is kind of our, our kind of Yeah, and I say, I say traditional with this as well. Traditionally, it'd be a lot sweeter and you'd back sweeten, but it's a traditional fermentation method, but I'm back sweetened. So this is, this is bone dry. Uh, and, and overoxidized. It was in, uh, in barrel for two years, I think. Wow. Two so years really, it should have really picked up some of that oaky flavor. Picked up enough of the oak, um, to the point where it sort of went over oaked at the start and then sort of just nicely curved back in. It's just picked up some of those, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of almond in there, a little bit of walnut, a little bit of spice. The alcohol's dropped off, which is nice. So you don't get too much of the alcohol, kind of like you would on a, on a, on a sherry, where it's just a little bit in the front part of that. Yeah, and we all know how much I enjoy a sherry. Love a good sherry. Love a sherry. <laughs> Me and every grandmother out there. Thinks it's a sad I like a sherry yeah. too. I like a port as well. Like there's something about those sort of, like I like, I probably prefer a dry sherry than a sweet sherry. Yeah, there's something like about those sherry. sweet fortifiers. Like. Oh wow, that is pretty special, isn't that? So it's weird. So the oats really smooth out on the edges. The aging, I think that's the thing with uh, with higher ABV, more traditional styles. You want to age out the So it's, yeah, and why is that? Is that it's, because it's, of the stress of the yeast? Or? No, it's it's allowing those sort of uh, high alcohol stuff reacting with the polymers in the wood. Right. So and then there's a biochemical reaction. Then you'll create all these different sort of compounds and and. You'll produce a pretty interesting flavour. So it is about smoothing out the edges. Yeah, it's less spiky. I was in the shape. So less spiky and kind of smoother. Yeah, it, yeah, it's less spiky, more smooth, or it's just a little bit less peaky. So it's always just got to, it's yeah. going to jump as it goes through your palate, but it's just not going to have this one bit where it's like you know, like a whiskey sometimes can have that that front push of alcohol, and then you have to adapt your palate to it. This kind of makes the alcohol a little bit more round, a little bit more warming instead of shocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, good. That's pretty special, actually. I this is yeah. Well. This is this is really well. It's beautiful. So with with two years of oak, you're gonna get like those phenol, uh, those uh, phenol cherry sort of characteristics. So it's gonna have that sort of little bit of spice, a little bit of nut. But yeah, nice. this is actually one one of the better one of the better ones. Quite large measures here. It's Friday. It's Friday, isn't it? Well, we always got the bottle. We can't. We're gonna bottle. We're gonna have to finish it. Um, Maybe not on camera, but you know, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it goes. Got quite loose last week. I did, mm. get, did get some comments. Was it last week or the week before last? That's why we have to postpone the next week. Exactly, exactly. To get a little bit loose. Um, that was wrong. We don't. Well, I, two bottles there. Two, like, there's no way that I was not getting drunk. No, no, exactly. It's so delicious. This was our, we did a taste of our vintage last week. So that is our. It's kind of flagship, but we do uh, the meat we make every year with the same honey from the same hives, and oh, it's just delicious. Yeah, and just being able to, you know, we've been doing it long enough now that we can almost do a vertical tasting, which almost, is kind of, almost, you know, we're really waiting for this so, for so long, being able to start that idea and go like, cool, yeah, and then already looking like, I can't wait till five years in the future, we've got five of them next to each other, we can sit down and drink it. Oh, God, it's yeah. just, it's such a long process. Yeah, but it's cool. And that's yeah, one of the things. I think that's kind of, I think for me, mead is halfway between, well, it's his own thing, right? But it's not, it's brewing in some respects, some of the stuff we do. It's also a lot like winemaking, right? Yeah, it's, there is that kind of fusion of techniques. Uh, and that little uh, touch of the environment and land as well, which. You know, yeah, which you get from the wine, right? So yeah. the honey being that, that terroir. When, when I made wine, like, that was my favourite part, like uh, just, just actually working on the grapes and, and doing that, the viticulture. Yeah, and the actual you know winemaking when you think about it is like so stressful and intense. It's one month in a year, or however you know big your harvest is or your vintage. But ninety percent of the other time is just looking after these plants, which is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. So, cool. so it's the best part of it. And I guess you know if I was a beekeeper, I'd say the same thing. It's like you yeah. look after your bees all the time. You only pull your honey out once a year, and you yeah. make a bead, and and off you go. I mean, what is that? That's not. So that's that's picked up a little bit of uh, stone fruit in there as well. So it's quite creamy. It's got a little bit of walnut, 
Um, there's, there's not a little bit, so like just looking at the, the ABV, so it's 12%, but they, you wouldn't notice it was 12%. I, I remember packaging this from the barrel and doing exactly that, right? Yeah. The first station, I was like, it's like nine o'clock in the morning, and usually you're like, oh, God, great, yeah, cool, let's just let's get through this. And I had that, and I was like, this is what I wish uh, like bourbon would taste like. So the sweetness, even though it's dry, it's got the sweetness, sweetness yeah. that like bourbon has when it pulls through, but then like it hit your mouth, and the front of it's all these bourbon characteristics, you know, vanilla little bit of spice, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of honey. And then instead of getting that nice like alcohol burn that you get from bourbon at the back that makes you shiver, like this was just creamy and ended really nicely, super long. And I was like, that's that's kind of what I wish bourbon was. That's so, cool. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's, really, it's, really, it's really exciting. I, I mean, I'm going to spot my heart for this one. Yeah, I would say like a lot of things we make, if you're really into booze, it's exciting, right? So I think there's a reference point for this. You're like, it's a bit like that, it's a bit like that, but it, it's very different. Uh, that's actually, that drinks really, really well. It does drink really, really well. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, I think, let's stay with the uh, on the barrel side for a little bit. Okay. So we've got, uh, we've got some here. So I think, plum, plum, plum of the beat. Uh, Obviously, and mango is Interesting. So let's go with the plum first. So, so let's talk to what is this? So this is the same base as we just had, actually. Um, so oh, actually, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so it's the same base as what we had for the uh, the old traditional, but instead, what we did was we did it. But it's a new, and then it's obviously not been aged as long. No. Okay. So so, so this is this barrel fermented, twelve percent orange blossom honey, uh, semi sweet uh, wine yeast, like a dessert wine yeast. Um, and then it's been fermented in the barrel for about two and a half weeks, and then it's been barrel aged for about just over six months. So, and these are first build bourbon barrels as well. So the bourbon characteristic at the start was scary. Well, I think just it was just like it just because inside, like when you get the nice bourbon character inside the barrel, that means the bourbon in the barrel as well. Yeah. So it starts to pull that out of the wood, and, and first off, it was just like. What you don't want in a meat was those, those like high alcohol straight in your face. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. We really maybe should have done like a boucher or something in that, something a lot sweeter instead of going for the bone dry traditional. Yeah, because it's not much like high. So the sweetness often covers up some of those higher alcohols. And I was like, only three, but yeah, and allows it to be a little bit less shocking to the palate as yeah. well. But um, then we decided, like, let's run these out and then fruit them. So we let them sit for about six months. Uh, we did a little piece, I think, for our uh, on our social media, but yeah, I'm on the stories. Yeah, um, we we sat down at about six months, poured them out, and said, "All right, let's try to pick some fruit. Let's try to pick some bases for these, and see how we can lift the characteristics come out of it." So one barrel, we had two barrels that were running. Uh, one barrel we did with uh, where we stressed the yeast under like under pitching, right, and then just really tried to slow it down, cooler temperature, fermentation. Um, took longer, less yeast, and just really tried to stress it and keep it just chewing through slowly. The other one we actually overpitched, and then we got that to run super quick and just chew through all the sugars as fast as possible, produce a whole lot of high alcohols. Right. And then hopefully with the barrel aging process, yeah, those will start to break down over time. Um, so we sort of let that go, and then we decided on uh, whole plums. So the other thing was like, do we go purees? Do we go juice, extract, no, well, not extract, but, you know, what happened? <laughs> 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 extract a bit. Spend all this time, I can be Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? We'll just put some vanilla. Oh, yeah, it's great, yeah. It's just uh, some of those ones from Little, you know. Yeah, red food, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, it's a grass. And uh, so we decided, uh, you know, what, what fresh fruit we're going to, what type of fruit we're going to use in the first place, then how do we want to apply it? So we ended up going with plums. 
and we just bought whole plums, cut them, froze them, um, and then just started popping them into I had the. Uh, plum this week. First time in about a decade. Yeah, plum. I, don't, I never eat. Oh, since like, this, I've actually started yeah, buying them all the time now. Something I don't have some lemon. I was like, cool. Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed, I haven't had a peach for a very long time, which is why I really want to do the peach meat yeah. for the. Uh, I can't like a peach. Hot, hotter than soft. I find that with all my fruit. Yeah. Like I like it to the point where it's just a little bit more sour. So nectarines, by the way, like they they are horrible as soon as they're not like as hard as an apple. Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend doesn't agree. Yeah, I'm not sure. That. I think you need to get socks in the nectarine. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> But sorry, back to this. Sorry. But um so we end up going with whole plums, cut them up, put them in the freezer. The freezer helps, you know, explode the cell wall, it makes the sugars more accessible. Um and then we punch it into the barrel. So that's the other thing. So instead yeah, it's bit, of so it's a bit like cooking it without degrading yeah, any of the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just, really yeah, yeah, exactly. just allow those sugars just to be a bit more um freely absorbable by the uh so on the nose, yes, it's a similar nose to the traditional rare, I would say, but a little more muted, um, potentially. Yeah, it's a little less, a uh, little less of that almond, a little less of that. That's a lot more vanilla. Uh, just a little less of that, uh, the oxidization as well, right? So you're talking about oh, six boy, months oxidizing. That's fun, isn't it? The other thing is, uh, we also wanted this to be not a traditional melomel, so not like a 50 or a 40% melomel as a fruited mead. We didn't want it to be a, a full melomel, where it's like, you know, deep red plum and you put your nose into it, plum hits you. I really like in these traditionals to have just that little hint that comes in the back of it. So you just ex- almost like um, highlight yeah, some, some of those aspects yeah. of the honey, right? And that's it. And like you get a lot of stone fruit, we get a lot of pear, we get a lot of apple. And I think just a little bit of a fruit addition just pulls that out instead of covering all that work that the fermentation has done with, yeah. with a big chunk of fruit. Yeah, I think that's fair. And there's a different yeast that goes with that, right? So I really like the, the phenols in this yeast, and I don't want to cover it with too much. Yeah. I mean, on the nose, it's not saying it's a little bit lighter than the previous, right? So, yeah, it's, it's uh, oh, they're FGs are around about the same. Acid profile around about the same. What's the ABV on this? 13 and a half. Oh, it's so even stronger. Yeah, but then then just, uh, the fruit uh, regions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll do a test on that afterwards, but it's around oh, wow. about 13. We've got all the, we've got all the old, old Gosnell's team, Ian on the line. And we've got Ted, so hi guys. How are we doing? Wish you, wish you could be here. Um, if you, uh, guys, if you have any questions as we go through, just jump in. Um, we are more than happy to talk about anything. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, it's really Not cool. only that, the FG is about the same. I know we picked up a little bit of sugar, but not enough to be... That's made the acid profile a lot more balanced. With this, the acid's a little bit more forward, so it'll be more like a white wine-style acid. This is way more balanced. Yeah, I mean, this is. But I mean, if you're saying it's thirteen and a half percent, this doesn't nose, taste like it. The coolest thing about it is the nose is so different from the body. Yeah, the nose you pick up all that that uh, that bourbon. You know, there's 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 a nice little rounded sort of sweetness. There's there's vanillins. There's a little bit of winter spice. A little bit of fruit, a little bit of stone fruit in the background. Yeah. Just oh, man, that's just, really cool. That's come up way better. Way better than I expected. I was kind of thinking we might need to do another fruit addition, but the sweetness level's picked up, the mouthfeel as well. That's the thing with using whole fruit as well. And we'll get to that when we when we do the mango. 
because um, when you ferment meat out for all the meat brewers out there, we know the, the, the hardest thing is to keep that, that roundness, that, that mouthfeel that comes through. Yeah, it can go quite fair. We're going down to 0. 0.995 here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting so that's the specific reference to the density of it. So um, it's less dense than water, right? Like, yeah. And, that's the and this is, this is uh, actually not terrifyingly uh, acidic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you get a lot of the bourbon character on the nose, but then it hits the body and it's almost it's almost sweet, it's warming, it's long, a little bit tannic. I get the peach, sorry, the plum right at the end, not peach, the plum right at the end, like it comes. But I guess that, that's the thing I always find when we're tasting stuff. Nice. If, you say, if you say that's plum, I always get plum. If you say that, if you say well, that's, that's it. Taste exactly. and, and that's kind of the idea with these as well. It's like they're meant to be subtle, but you you really just have to search a little bit yeah. to find it. And the next one, you don't have to work as hard. But um, this is a bit more smack around the face. This this is I don't know. Uh, so a capsimal is a a meat with. Uh, I love a name. A name is it capsimal? Capsimal. Is it a capsicum? Like a capsicum? Is it any form of capsicum? I would imagine so. They're all the so same you could do you could do one that isn't hot and still called a capsimal, or does it have to be a chilly meat? I, mean, I don't know the rules. We could just edit them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, get kicked off your Wikipedia account again. Oh, again. I keep just posting my own biography. Yeah, yeah. just keep yeah. telling people your Billy Ray Cyrus has lost some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just leave that one there. Just leave that one there. Um, cool. So this is, this, what is this? This is no, so the error. other one that we did, uh, so when we were doing the taste in the barrel, Scotch Bonnet. Yeah. yeah, it's a Scotch Bonnet. Yeah. So when we did the barrels, we did one plum, and then the other one it needed a little bit of fruit, but it also needed just a little bit more depth. So the plum one almost tasted a little bit like lemon drizzle, lemon drizzle cake. It had this yogurty sort of uh, profile with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. And I was like, uh, maybe like a... Not lemon meringue pie, but that kind of cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you wanted something that's like, and that's where we end up going with stone fruit. Something that's going to stand up on its own and be quite different to that flavour profile. And the other one was a little bit more of the high alcohols, picked a bit more of the bourbon up. So I just really wanted to, and it was like, that was the one that we did uh, the fermentation a lot quicker and a lot more acid. So what we wanted to do was create that mouthfeel a bit more, uh, which is why we chose mango. So mango or you know mango or banana when you add it to uh, to drinks in lower quantities, you don't really get the the characteristic of the mango come through, but you get that 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 mouthfeel come through from from the flesh. And same as you do with banana. When you put banana into your fermentation, you're not necessarily doing it for the banana flavour as much as you are for the mouthfeel from the banana. Interesting. Sorry, I've just had a whiff of that, and it's taken me. You know, I mean, you must get this when you have a, a smell that takes you to a to a place and a memory. And this is like mango daiquiris on Key, in Key West, like one summer, just cool, just like smashed up. Anyway, with nice, uh, nice blackened fish, spicy blackened fish. The other thing is really uh, that oh. I'm picking up again was that it also had a really earthy tone to the to the uh, to the traditional design. Yeah. So, so, so which one was the one that we that we did quickly and which one's the one? So this this one is the one that we did quickly and the plum's the one that we did a little bit slower. Yeah. So that's what we needed to uh, help balance out the acid a little bit and also just give it a bit more character because we didn't allow the yeast uh, we didn't allow it in the barrel long enough to break down those phenols. So it was still a little bit of high alcohols in there, didn't have enough time, we need another year or something. Right. So we decided to sort of bypass that by, you know, pumping in some stuff that's got some high sort of um, high flavour profiles in there. Yeah. So it's got spawning and mango. 
And so yes. for those of you who don't know, we're based in Peckham, so South East London. There's a really vibrant West African community. So if you go down Peckham Rye, Peckham Rye, or Peckham Rye Lane, you know, the Scotch bonnets and mangroves. Yeah, I think mangroves are in season at the moment. So yeah, yeah. Where, whenever we did this. Because um, the Scotch bonnets, I think I bought, <laughs> the fridge is full of them, but like it was, it's <laughs> like two pounds for a, for a big bucket of Scotch bonnets. Yes, it's a pound bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mad. Mad. But the but other it, thing, if you haven't had Scotch bonnets, yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is super fruity. Yeah. Like, it, and you forget it's that. like hibiscus, right? Yeah. It's just a super interesting fruity characteristic of something you wouldn't associate with fruit. No, and that's why if you ever fermented them and made hot sauce out of them, they are. Scotch bonnet hot sauce has obviously it's like punch in the face. I think that bird's eye in, in uh, one of the finger chilies. The Thai ones. Sorry, I've heard them thick. But the little, the little, yeah, the little green thin ones. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. They call them like Indian chilies? I can't remember. But anyway, Scotch bonnet, if you make a hot sauce out of them, so classic fermented lactose fermented hot sauce, um, you get, obviously, get a punch in the face. They're not soup, they are hot, but they're not crazy, crazy hot. Oh, and you get cool. this fruity flavour coming out, it's amazing. This is this is uh this went better than I could have ever expected. I was kind of it's really hard to get oh, those ratios right, like of the heat. So what's that? Is that barrel? Yeah, anyway, that's yeah, yeah, that's a different look. Anyway, that's that's what ozone's for. Um <laughs> so he <laughs> distracted me. So yeah, it turned out way better than I expected. To get the ratios of heat. He's always really, really yeah, scary. It's always so, kind of, I would say, a bit of a crapshoot, right? Like, you, you, yeah, you always undershoot, and yeah. then hopefully, you know, like you can always add it. So I think I only put in maybe eight or nine Scotch bonnets, and six of those were with seeds. So I wanted to get the characteristics of the sweetness. You've got eight or nine Scotch bonnets in that. It's a hundred, hundred odd liters. No, no, as in that's not as many much as I. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's what nice, I mean. Yeah, nice warming back of the throat. And I was sitting there still going like, it's only, it's only nine. Add, it, add, add some more, add some more, add some, and I was like, ah, oh, no, I can no, add it later, I can add it later. Yeah. And I'm lucky, I like I don't want it any more spicy than what this is. No, I wouldn't say. Um, that's enough to notice that. Yeah, and it just just tickles in here. You can feel it when you breathe. But otherwise, it just, you pick a bit more of that. Like in a hip flask when you're on a nice cold walk in the winter. It'll wake you up. Yeah, it'll definitely wake you up. Or the other one, like a Bloody Mary. Another, no, it's just more, more people joining. I'm keeping a rough eye on that. Oh, something, something. Ooh. Can't wait to try it. That, that was Ian. Okay. That, that was like 10 minutes ago. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I reckon a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Or something, because something, it's got the acid profile for a Bloody Mary, yeah. right? So the other one I really want to try is a tomato midge. And I, I, I think that's going to be good. So clarify tomato water. That's what I'm going to do with. Yeah. Because I, tomato for me is like, like cucumber and, and weirdly like strawberry, but really vegetal. And if you play with it the wrong way, you get like, because I love, I love tomatoes. Don't get me wrong. But, you use, it the wrong way. <laughs> you use it the wrong way, and you'll get the very vegetable characteristic. And if you remove the acid, you get the vegetable. Mm. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah? I'll do it. I've spent all summer like eating so many tomatoes. Like, I, I think I'd have one meal a day, which is tomatoes on top. What's the other one I want to do? Carrot and um, cal- uh, celery. Celery. <laughs> celery would be really cool. Yeah. That is, that is an interesting idea. So the classic um, 70s... The homebrew thing is parsnip or carrot wine. 
Pasted. See, I'm, I'm so generally, like, I love pasted. See, I'm I like, mean, I like roasted pasted. Yeah, like, probably one of my greatest uh, changes in my diet. Like, I eat a lot of roast vegetables now as, as just uh, as part of my diet. And as soon as I put it in, put in uh, parsnips, happy as Larry. I don't even need potatoes or anything like that. I can just eat a big box of roast vegetables. Yeah, I'm using that in a lot of soups. So my missus is Polish and, and yeah, celeriac is in, in all soups. Yeah. You can't really find it here that much. Uh, in season cap. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very middle class, but waitress do frozen celeriac chunks in Japan freezer. There you go. I'm, I'm, Tom's top. I'll never know. I know, you'll never know. It's what's South East London never <laughs> Anyway. Um, sorry, so just to bring it back, the reason we're doing these tastings is, is because we're launching a small batch program. Yes. But that is really, really The fun. earthiness is really cool. So I'm glad that we were like chili, earthiness, with a little bit of fruit. Yeah. Because I've had, uh, I've always wanted to work with mushrooms in fermentation as well. I know, um, the guys at, uh, it was Breakfast of Champion. Oh, well, I'm Bob here again. No, it wasn't Wild Beer, it was, uh, you sure? Oh, your name's Debbie from Germany, the East. Uh, the East. Uh, what's it called? Oh my God. Yeah, it'll yeah. come back to me, yeah. mate. But um, they did a, a sour with, uh, with, uh, with mushrooms. And that sort of like acidity against the earthiness was just something that, yeah, I've never really tasted before. So that right, where are we next? Let's sweeten it up. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Okay. Come on. Oh, do you want to finish on that? Let's finish on that. We'll finish on the coffee brochet. That's something a little bit special. So this one is yeah, it's on our website at the moment. Is the traditional one? Huh? Not sure. Have a chat. I don't know how much we have of it left. It was very popular. I remember. <laughs> So this is, sorry, this is our single origin Hackney Gold. So, so this is sacrilegious, but I'm just going So this is from a hive in Hackney? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so I think this is from the Hackney Martins. Yeah. Um, so we've got some honey. Area north of Yeah. yeah. Um, got some honey towards the end Ooh. of spring. Going a little yeah. bit more into midsummer pick, I think. So quite early, huh? Yeah, still quite early, still quite light. Um, and then this kind of is a little bit reminiscent of the uh, of the vintage, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, so it's a similar area. Similar area. It's a, it's a little bit closer to central, even though the, yeah. the walls are so it's a little bit uh, more north northeast. Um, but it has a similar characteristic, but a little bit more um, a little bit more floral. Yeah, so on the nose, it's obviously it's quite creamy, as I'm describing it. I don't know about you. See, I love it. This is, this is done with our house yeast as well. And as soon as I put my nose into there, uh, should we say nine? Nine. Nine. Oh, that was the, uh, we did a leverage row. Which was seven. seven, seven yeah. So this is the must have had another yeast to take it up, right? No, this no, is pushing our house. pushing our house yeast. So. so usually I would say I don't run the house yeast past seven, eight percent. Yeah, and this is why there's a sign up saying somewhere. Yeah, it was on the, on the front door. Do not run the house. Yeah, seven <laughs> percent. I want that sign now. Um, just a picture of me. Just stop, stop. Okay, cool. Let let let's do that. Um, where was I? You were talking about uh, this was the uh, house running the house. Yes, yeah, so we pushed the house past where I said that I would never do it. 
Um, and just usually because we run a, a low gear, it's quite warm as well. Um, you get lots of these sort of, it just starts shooting off all these uh, little phenols and, and, and producing quite a lot of high alcohols. And when you're doing the lower ABV stuff, that's not what you want. When you're, when you're jumping up a little bit higher, if you're going to let age out, that sort of helps a little bit. But as soon as it gets to eight, it really stresses. And it's not necessarily stresses with the alcohol, it also stresses with the sugar content of, you know, being able to go up to 9%. Right. Because it's you... Well, as you're starting with so much sugar, that it just gets better. Yeah, it's... it's is it automatic pressure? Yeah, we'll be automatic pressure. Oh, that's... Um, Mate, yeah, that's it. We're, we're there. Yeah. So, we pushed it up, which means that we really had to be careful about how much... Uh, how, how well we treated it. So, we, we didn't oxygenate, but we definitely... Uh, just really pushed out that CO2. So just constantly just moving the barrel, moving the barrel, just getting that CO2 to come out and just allow it to have a little bit less, uh, a little bit less stress as well because CO2 puts stress on, on, oh, yeah. um, fermentation when you're, especially when you're going higher up in your ABV. So, uh, we pushed the house yeast to as far as it would go. So this is a grab, finishing grab of about 1020. Um, which I was kind of hoping to get it to 10%, but the yeast, of course, has yeah, just kind of, it just it couldn't just start to get it. Yeah. And I think it was end up being like a, maybe a four or five week fermentation. Yeah. So long fermentation by our standards. Anyway. Yeah. Like usually this yeast will go up to 6% in 10 days. And that last 3% is way, it's nearly a month. Yeah. You know, and so it's a little bit sweeter. Which is kind of cool, but it's also it is sweet, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's cloying sweet. So I mean, we've gone from some really dry stuff like through, and this is not. No, this is this is still, and this specifically this is, is like oh, it's got that classic Gosnell flavour. Like I didn't know what yeah, it is. It's the house, it's house yeast, right? It is one hundred percent that bangs through, and you're like, oh yeah, this reminds me. It's, of it's fun. It's a little yeah. lighter. It's got these. So it's got a little bit of beeriness to it. It's also got a little bit of cider characteristic with the pear coming through. Ooh, and the yeah. apple in the background, and then it's got a little bit of um, just it kind of it, the best thing about the house is it really captures the honey, yeah, it does, and, and yeah. It just allows that to be when you put your nose into it, you're like, Oh, yeah, cool, this, this is honey, yeah, right? and that's that's kind of what we want to do with it. I think that's why I chose in the first place, right? That that was, yeah, you know, well, that's it. Yeast selections that was kind of why we arrived at that house yeast, and I. For me, I've just only just realised there is a real house style there. Right? There's a real like thing lining the middle of the month range was so cool for that. Yeah. Because we weren't trying to change up the fermentation, we weren't trying to do weird wonderfuls. We we're really trying to show how if you hold the fermentation constant and constant and it's very the same science. Yeah, yeah. Just one, one variable, one variable, and uh, you'll actually get an outcome. But um, that was really cool. That and of course when you look at it, we played with the the ABV, and that's. That's generally to do with uh, the honey itself. So, like the acacia, for example, was you know it's quite a simple honey. It's quite sugar forward. It's a little creamy, a little simple. So we added the uh, the longer flavor profile of raising the alcohol. When we had something like saffron walden, which is a big round honey, we stuck at like five six percent. Okay, that that there can stand yeah, up to this. But same as this, like. Yeah, we left the residual sweetness because it needs the characteristic of the honey to go in there as well. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, what other projects have you got on the go? What, what's the next big thing, Well, So, apart from my tomato meat and your salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is priority number one. Well, it's not um, tomato season anymore. I think I might have to wait till next year. We've got vintage coming up. We have got vintage coming so up. So, that's, that's probably priority number one now. So, 
the vintage we kind of do in a in a two step fermentation. It takes about thirty five days start to finish. Um, we take the, the honey from the same hives each year. We do the fermentation the same way, so it's kind of got like to be the month where. Yeah, we really want to uh, show the, the terroir of the honey each year. Yeah. So I'm really excited to do it again this year. Last year was the honey was a little bit more like the happy year, a little bit lighter, a little bit more floral. The year before is a little bit more fruity, a little yeah, more tropical, yeah, a little rounder. Awesome, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this year I, I haven't got the honey yet, but as soon as that comes in, bang on it. Yeah. Just uh, I'm excited. But uh, other than that, first batch of the uh, – the small batch program. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's exciting. Up. Yeah. The first thing to put in a can, like the first small yeah, batch. Yeah. I haven't decided there, there's two, right? Yeah. Uh, so we haven't, so. Yeah. We don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah figure exactly. it out. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Guys, yeah. got any questions? Jump up. How long have we been doing this? 40 minutes. Oh, we have been chatting for a little while. Um, these get out of hand. Yeah, these do get out of hand. We'll just taste through the bichet. Guys, if you have any questions or any, yeah, any thoughts, or if you're watching this back and you want to send us an email, my email address is tom at gosnels.co.uk. We also have a, a podcast email, don't we? Which is podcast at gosnels.co.uk. Don't think it's things. Classic. But um, we're, we're good at naming things. Probably best to email um, me. And then, you know, at least I'll, I'll definitely get it. I never realised, but we are really good at naming things. Like we've got uh, a plum traditional, which is plum, and our traditional. Yeah, they're traditional. We've got a, a hackney. Yeah, so I think... Why is that? Why is that? Because we're all about educating and expanding the category. So if, if we called this like... Uh, Dave Super Brew Special, whatever gritty name we gritty name we come up. With. <laughs> this is why we don't come up with names. Right? Yeah, well that's <laughs> half of that. But the other half is like <laughs> bombshell. Needs to do what it says on the tin. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and this is about you know for us, our mission is about obviously reflecting. Okay, reflecting reflecting the terroir of the honey and bringing that to life. And it needs to be descriptive. You know, if you see, if you call it something like okay. Something else, it, it kind of gets in the way of, of what we're trying Especially to do. in our category, right? Like we have enough trouble educating people on how how uh, what meat is, what meat is, and, and how you make it and what it does. So as soon as we start weirdly naming stuff, it might just, as well. yeah, it might as well. <laughs> anyway, this is the coffee bush. So I was just having a look at which blend this was because this seems to be coming out. So this is batch three. So we did some trials on the on the bush. Took it out. We've got a roastery, old spike roastery, in the same. Uh, uh, industrial estate as us. So I grabbed uh, two coffees from them, which was, oh God, they're going to hate me for this. Uh, one was a, a pulp natural, um, which is a fermented on, uh, skin on fermented uh, coffee. And then we did a natural wash, which is a water and blow, because the coffee is like a, a bean with uh, like a, a coating on the outside of flesh, yeah. and then you remove that through fermentation. So it doesn't matter which way you sort of go, and it goes through a fermentation process anyway. But a pulp natural is leaving the skin on, allowing that to almost rot off during fermentation, and then a wash is they hit it with water, and, and that knocks the, yeah. uh, the the casing out, which gives it two different things. So as soon as you ferment it, you get a lot of those sort of more fermentation characteristics coming through. When you wash it, get a little more of the coffee. So we went two of those. We did three batches, which was one with the straight uh, pulp natural. The other one was the straight wash coffee. And then the third one was the blend of the two. And this one is the blend of the two. Right. So I, I think we didn't really like the pulp naturals. So a little bit too much character. I remember the taste. I can't remember that, what the detail. There was one, two, or three. And that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, and then the second one uh, we quite liked. It was, you know, it smelled like coffee. 
And I think that's kind of going back to what we were just talking about, like putting coffee on the label, you want coffee on the nose. Yeah. Um, and you get, yeah, you definitely do. But this is the blend of the two. So you get a little bit of both. You get a little bit of the complexity of the coffee with those sort of coffee characteristics that you know and love, plus the boucher underneath, which, by the way, like, this is a barrel fermented boucher. And it's so boucher, for, for those who are not massive meat geeks, uh, is a caramelized honey. So we can caramelize honey first and then brew, brew that. Just gives this kind of dark complexity, uh, which is mm. awesome. But the bigger herds, when you caramelize, uh, you also create longer chain sugars that are unfermentable. Yeah. And you also create some other compounds outside of that that create flavor profiles as well. So caramelization is, is, is a really cool process. So we actually, don't caramelize 100% of our honey. We do 50% caramelized, and then we brew it with 50% that isn't caramelized. Not a lot of people know that. So there's a little tidbit to tell your friends. Uh, what, what were we getting on this, though? Well, come so. On. So the first is the coffee has dropped off a lot. In the last two weeks, the coffee's really sat more in the body than it has on the nose. It's still there. Yeah, but the coffee is there as a tasting note of the boucher itself. Yeah, see, I'm getting those caramel notes a lot more forward than they were previously. Um, yeah, the caramels come right up, right? So, yeah, it's, 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 it's not well. sweet. So, when I say caramel, everyone's obviously going to think, oh, it's super, super sweet. This isn't super sweet. This is more. No, this is this is uh, the new. So, if you've had our um, boucher before when we did it last year, because it takes about 12 months to produce. Um, it was almost twice as sweet as this. So this year I decided that um, we wanted to just drop that right down and see what happens if we lift the acid up and drop the sugar right down. So this is actually pretty neutral. I don't know what to equivalent it to. I mean, you know it's mead, you know it's honey, you get the caramel, it's not but it's not sweet. So if you were looking at a range, it's somewhere between these two, the traditional and the Yeah, yeah, that's it. But, you know, like if you've had our cans and some of our, uh, if you've ever had the tasting bundle before, um, it's right in the middle of the cans and the uh, the barrel age. Yeah, or whatever, the, yeah, or the, 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 yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the specialised meads yeah. in there, which we always do as a dry mead. Yeah. Um, it's just right in that middle ground. Uh, but the perception of sweetness is a lot higher. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So yes. So the idea behind this tasting is just to show what we're up to, and then we're gonna we're gonna bang some of these in cans, which we're really excited about. So get involved and get on our crowdfunder and support us and subscribe to our cans. And we'll, we'll be doing this this sort of tasting every every week. But for you guys, if you subscribe, we'll do a special in depth behind the scenes. Yeah. So this we also so we talk about the crowdfunder as a thing getting uh, cans delivered to your door. It's also creating a community in the UK for meat makers. Like, yeah, this is really important. It's really it, it, hard. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional meat maker, I, I guess, like, and I can claim that that, that hat. But, um, uh, yeah, I most of those, I would Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, um, uh, so there, there's not as much community as, as there should be in the UK. Um, so most of the stuff that I sort of talk to people on forums and all that are usually American-based. Yeah. And I think there should be, you know, there, there's some heritage here and there's some there's some real beautiful beekeepers here and all these sorts of things that we all try to elevate what we do. And I think, uh, yeah, a good yeah, UK place for support that. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, get to go involved. Um, what are we up to tonight, Well, We're like Bert and Ernie. Oh, we, my we're going to head tonight, right? No, yeah. I'm joking. But, um, so I, I'm off to VD Rays after this to drop in some some bits and bobs yeah. and have probably have a slice of pizza. Have you did to VD Rays? 
Booty Rays is a pizza I've been to Booty Rays in Shoreditch, I think. Quite a long So I got takeaway pizza the other day, and I'm like, can you fit it through my door? Which is always, that's an yeah. so good. Yeah, they've got, um, yeah. I, I used to like the idea of the, uh, it's like the Italian idea of like buying one giant slice. That's like, you go to anywhere else, like you get that one slice is equivalent to their pizza. Yeah. And it's just quite, quite like I mean, the, this, was, this must, I can't remember, but it genuinely didn't fit through the door. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah, there's money in Peckham as well. There's money in Peckham. Well, I mean, you can buy our meat and a slice. There you go. Well, can't so go wrong. Dropping in that. And I think we can pop around the corner to Funky Dory afterwards. So, Funky uh, Dory's I, I, a cool yeah, place now. Yeah, so, they, they, so, Sergio there is just like, like an amazing human being. But, um, awesome cocktail maker. But now they, they have like their own little store as well. And they do our, they sell our stuff. They sell some natural wine. They sell some local beers. Uh, they sell records as well, which is dear to my heart. So if you're ever around that area, go to Funky Dory's so, and sit there, have a drink, so and just listen to music it. box. It's, yeah, okay, cool. No, I'm just saying this <laughs> idea. 100%. I don't care. It's going nuts. But let's not get tired and emotional. I know, I know. But I just, yeah. Don't, don't label them wrong. It's just a really nice place. That was the name of that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, so out of the, out of the tasted tonight. What's going to be our finish up? Well, we finished everything. Well, maybe we'll have one more, but what would you go for? Out yeah, so that's yeah, a, sorry, yeah. that finishing drink. Uh, the main one was Scotch Bonnet. Uh, that was, that was just really fun. Um, it probably, if I was to go for something I was actually, uh, just wanted to have a drink. I'll probably go back to the Hackney. Yeah, I think that's why I was going to go, just because it's not so awesome. But uh, um, the reason I'm for this is it's so cool. Like, that's... I'm just so happy with this. It's really cool, because it's that balance of flavors, right? It's just really surprised me that, like, it's... The mango... You could almost just go, it's not mango, it's just some kind of tropical fruit. But it's a scotch bonnet that is just, like... It just lifts it up, It's right? just something else. Uh, There we go. So, guys, uh, we're going to join. Brewery joined a local boys um, and girls. Um, we are going to be doing this every Friday. We're going to do a different tasting, have some guests on, and yeah, just have some fun. I think uh, for us, it's really important just to chat about what we've been doing all week because it's easy to forget mm. quite how much we fucking do. Especially now, like you kind of just bring your head down. Yeah, get everything, get to it. Like, and it's not the same as uh, you know, going and chat to your mates and you just sort of. Forget how interesting your job actually is. Yeah, people I actually do. actually like what you're saying. You're sitting yeah, like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I thought the other night, and they were like, oh, I was like, I'm doing this now. I'm sorry, I'll stop talking to you. And they're like, no, like, I do spreadsheets. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. We'll See call you. it there. Last thing. What? Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. So hit the subscribe and like button and follow us on all our social media. And we'll see you again next week. If you've got any questions or thoughts or just want to chat about mead and honey, then drop us an email to podcast at goslands.co.uk. Or better still, jump on our Instagram live at fives. Ask us uh, any questions that you have and watch us scramble to try to find the answer and uh, look like we know what we're talking about. Or if you want to see what I look like, you can head on over to the website at www.goslands.co.uk.